So now I have to remember now you how to start do this. the episode. <laughs> yeah. Hello and welcome to Hot Taking It, a Faking It Rewatch podcast. I'm Alex and I use they them pronouns. I'm Lainey, and I use she, hers, and today we're talking about Season 2, Episode 8, which is called Zen and the Art of Pageantry. It's a very good episode. It Um, really was. I will say it's been a little while since we recorded, so um, I kept getting confused because um, during the time that we weren't recording, my mom, like got addicted and just rewatched all of faking it so I I kept catching little clips whenever I like walked through the living room <laughs> and and I've just I just for a minute like lost the plot on where I was but I think I'm I'm back in it now. Yeah, I had to actually watch the previously on. Mhm. <laughs> for once. Um, yeah. But then I remembered that last episode was so fucking good. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it was really good. Oh, God, that was it was that episode. Okay, yeah, it's been forever. Yeah, because I remember that it ended with Liam being like, actually, you love Amy, which was so, <laughs> so important. Okay, let's get into the recap. Yeah, so basically this, because the last episode ended with Amy and Karma having a fight, then this episode starts with Amy coming to Karma and telling her that she forgives her. It's okay, because she, like, worked things out with Regan, so. Yeah. Um, it was very cute that Amy came in and Karma was just, like, making the saddest face, and Amy was like, you can tell your face I'm not mad at you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then Karma is like, oh, thank God you're not mad at me because Liam's mad at me, and explained that she and Liam got into this big fight, and she goes, yeah, Liam feels second place to you, and Amy goes, because he is. She's like, not that it's a competition, and then kind of, like, makes a face like it is a competition. (laughs) Um, But so Karma's big thing this this episode is that she's considering, um, she she thinks, you know, she has to prove to Liam that she's serious about their relationship, so she's going to, like, come out to her parents as straight again and tell them that Liam is her boyfriend. Yeah. Um, Which is tough because they just got matching rainbow tattoos. So funny. <laughs> um, Karma's big plan is she's going to tell her parents she was knocked unconscious during a d- game of dodgeball and woke up straight. And <laughs> Amy's like, "Have you thought about telling the truth?" And she goes, "You know that's not how my brain works." Which true, but Karma, you can't just leave it like that. Yeah. And then Karma's like, oh, unlike Liam, Liam never lies. And Amy mm-hmm. makes the most hilarious face. It was really funny. Of, like, staring broken into the abyss. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, wide-eyed. Mm-hmm. So back at uh, Amy's house, um, Lauren is getting ready for a beauty pageant, which Bruce and Farah are both really excited about for her. In a slightly weird way, I think. Yeah. At least when it comes to Bruce. And Farrah's talking about how excited she is that she has a daughter that she can share the, the pageant thing with. And at one point she... And Amy's just, like, sitting there being pissy because she... Both because she hates beauty pageants and because she, of course, wants her mother to love her and feels like she likes more and more. So, uh... So Farrah's like, 
I've always wanted a daughter to share beauty pageants with, and plus, this one could actually win, which mm-hmm. Amy's really offended by, which, understandably, is a really rude thing to say. Yeah, Amy starts aggressively clicking her pen. Yeah. <laughs> And then she goes in a vents to Reagan about it. And she's like, I could totally win the pageant if I wanted to. I can't believe she said this. Yeah. This really makes me think of, like, it is true that when Amy is pushed to her limit, she always does these, like, wild and sort of self-destructive things. Like, yeah, Karma does wild and self-destructive things on a normal day, but whenever Amy <laughs> is, like, st- <laughs> like, stressed, that's when she does them. Also, I think when Amy blows up, it tends to be worse than the yeah. stuff that Karma does on a daily basis. Yeah. So she's she's telling this plan to Reagan, and Reagan is like, yeah, you should enter the beauty pageant. And Amy's like, yeah, I should, and then I can win. And Reagan's like, and you can take down the beauty pageant industry from within. Yeah. Um, and Amy's like, yeah, totally I'm going to do that. Uh-huh. And they're clearly on different pages about it. They do, like, a little bit, like, where Amy's like, what, are we women or are we, like, cattle being sold? And Reagan, like, moves like a cow. Um, And that made me think, like, has Reagan seen Rent? Because, like, she's such a Maureen. Oh, God, yeah. (laughs) I'm sure she has. I mean, I know they're a little younger than us, but, like, still. (laughs) Still? (laughs) It's got to still be a thing. For Um, sure. But, yeah, like, I thought that was cute. That was, like, the one part of the conversation where they were on the same page. And, like, in general, they do share similar views. And I think that's part Mm -hmm. of why they get along so well, you know? Yeah. I was also thinking about, like, though, like, I think Reagan is the type that, like, really cares about, like, more sort of, like, social justice stuff. Whereas, like, Amy has been shown many times that she doesn't want to get involved with, like, political stuff. Because she doesn't think caring about stuff is cool. That is true. Yeah, yeah. It's another version of that, like, you care about issues that affect you type thing. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so then it goes to Shane and Duke. They're, like, wrestling and making out. It's pretty cute, actually. Uh And then Duke's dad walks in and is like, whoa, (laughs) keep it in your pants. And at first Shane is like, oh, my God, like, this is your dad? Because I guess he assumed that Duke was so closeted, even though Duke already explained that he just doesn't want to be publicly gay because he's an MMA fighter. I thought he was freaked out because his dad walked in on them, like, shirtlessly making out. Well, there's that too. But at least (laughs) when the guy walked in, I assumed it was, like, his coach or something. And then, so Shane, I think, was startled that it was his dad. Yeah, Also, he's, like, really ripped. Mm Mm-hmm. He basically looks like a big version of Duke. He's like the Pokemon evolution of Duke. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And so then um, Shane's dad is like, oh, don't forget to have Shane sign an NDA. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I I wrote down Shane looks horrified at the idea of signing an NDA. I know. It's like like cutting off Samson's hair. It's like taking away his source of power. (laughs) (laughs) His whole life is one long disclosure. Exactly. (laughs) so then it goes to the pageant and amy shows up at the pageant with reagan this 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 whole scene was was kind of hard to watch because like amy's like you know here i am mother i'm standing up for a pageant like you always wanted um and bruce and lauren just like 
laugh at her, which is like mean but kind of expected. But the part that was was sad was like um, Amy introduces Reagan as her friend. Um, oh, which, she introduces her as her coach. Oh, her She's coach. Like, this yeah, is yeah, my, yeah. My coach for the beauty pageant. And yeah. it's, like, very clear that they're together. Mm-hmm. But then Farah calls her her friend. Yeah. She's like, you're going to come, you're just coming here and flaunting your purple-haired friend. Like, and I was like, number one, I understand Reagan for being kind of upset that Amy won't introduce her as her girlfriend. Mm-hmm. But also, I totally understand Amy not making a big deal of it because then... Farah does something like like that, being like, you know, you're somehow ruining the beauty pageant by showing up with your girlfriend, you know? Yeah, Farah's like, oh, you're just trying to embarrass me, which, like, mm-hmm. is really shitty, because she's like, oh, you're trying to embarrass me with your lesbianism, you know? Yeah, and she's trying to embarrass her by entering the pageant, not with her lesbianism. Exactly, that's not even part of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, also, like, when she shows up and says she's entering the beauty pageant, Lauren and Bruce, like, laugh hysterically, and, like, I get mm-hmm. it because I know pageants, like, take a lot of preparation, but also Amy is so gorgeous. It's like, come on, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, she has, like, a very conventional beauty, you know? Yeah, but they think she's butch because they live in a different universe Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, so then we go to Karma and Liam uh, waiting around at Karma's parents' house, talking nervously about what's to come, which is mm-hmm. that Karma's going to tell her parents about Liam. Mm-hmm. And Karma's really nervous about it. And Liam's like, it's not a big deal. Your parents are so nice. And Karma's like, yeah, but mom is president of PFLAG and dad created a smoothie based on my <laughs> sexuality. And Liam's like, well, worst case scenario, he might have to rename Lesberry Blast. I love Lesberry Blast. <laughs> um, and so Karma's almost about to do it, although she's struggling with it when it turns out that Karma's brother Zen has shown up. Yes. <laughs> I kind of love Zen and also hate Zen. Yeah, he's a really good character. Yeah. And then we go back to the pageant, and it, the pageant has progressed a little. Um, apparently Amy did fine in the swimsuit category, um, but then only got a 5 out of 10. I can't remember what's, what category she got a 5 out of 10 uh, in, talent. but she's doing okay. Talent. Yeah. Oh, right. She said, nobody respects how hard it is to yo-yo. <laughs> um, but she's doing, like, totally fine yeah. in the pageant. Um, but then she sees Bruce, like, take Lauren aside and is, like, coaching her and being like, uh, you mm-hmm. didn't do this very well. Like, watch out for this. And he's like, you just go out there and prance my little show pony. Oh my god. <laughs> it's so much. Yeah. So then, like, Amy and Lauren start talking while they're doing their makeup. Mm-hmm. And Amy's like, your dad is pushing you way too hard. And Lauren's like, well, that's just because he wants me to win because this is so important to me. And Amy's like, you know, is this really important to you or was it always about what was important to him? Exactly. Um, and Lauren's like, you're trying to get in my head because she's Lauren. <laughs> Yeah, Amy's like, oh, I'm doing this because I have something to prove, and I can tell you do, too. Mm-hmm. And then, like, sure enough, they go out for the evening gown segment, and Lauren, like, completely stumbles, um, which is one mm-hmm. of the things that Bruce was warning her not to do, and he's, like, clearly mm-hmm. really disappointed in the audience. Mm-hmm. 
And Amy does pretty well. Yeah, she looks really awkward up there, but, like, you see all the judges yeah. whispering to each other, and they're like, I love her. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she doesn't look, she doesn't look like, I mean, she does look pretty awkward, but she is, like, smiling and waving. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of them look nervous. And then back at Karma's house, um, I really love the way that this scene was set up because I think Liam and Karma are kind of sitting to one side and then Zen and Karma's parents are all packed together on like a love seat yeah. so that Zen is like sandwiched in between them. Yeah. And Zen is talking about all of his exploits, like working at the Peace Corps. Yeah. Um, Saving African children. Uh-huh. And talking about how he relates to them. Um, and Karma's like, uh, Mom and Dad adopted you in Houston. And then... And they go, uh, but you were... Yeah, go And ahead. then her, her parents go, simultaneously, but you were born in our hearts. <laughs> they, I love them. Yeah. Um, Karma's extremely reluctant to tell her parents that she's straight in this context because she feels like... Zen is the favorite child, and this, like, her being lesbian is the only thing she has over Zen, and she doesn't want to, like, give it up. Yeah. I I did kind of feel bad for Karma, um, but also, like, she should just tell them. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I understand, like, this, this whole episode is about everybody trying to please their parents, which I really like. Yes. That that's sort of the through line. Yeah, it's true. Um, and I understand that kind of, like, sibling feeling, you know? Yeah. Definitely. Especially when you think, you know, he's so perfect. I mean, I've never really felt it because I'm the best out of all my siblings, but I can, I can understand how that would be hard. <laughs> okay. Okay, then. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. I, I liked how um, I wrote down, like, how, like Liam is also, like, really into Zen's whole thing, I think. Of course he is. It's totally, like, Liam's <laughs> shit. Zen's, like, uh-huh. the things that they're proud of him for, like, his contribution to the world is such, like, um, like easy-to-swallow type of activism, you know? It's like, mm. I'm going to build an orphanage in Africa, and it's like, we all generally as a culture accept that this is, like, a good and virtuous, difficult thing to do, even though it's, like, actually not really the best thing to do sometimes, you know? It's yeah. kind of like... I th- I don't know, it's kind of like one of those ways that Western people will try to do good in a performative way, you know? Yeah, voluntarism. Yeah, exactly. Instead of, like, looking around their community to try to see what needs to be done. Exactly. You know who should get together? Zen and Soleil. Oh my god. (laughs) The perfect couple. (laughs) They would just be... Either they would get along great, or they would both be trying to, like, out-protest each <laughs> other constantly. Yeah, it would be a great promance. <laughs> but anyway, it my point like was a, that... A pro-marriage? <laughs> Match a pro-me. <laughs> um, anyway, my point was that I can see how that's the kind of thing that Liam would really respond to. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um... So Karma's like, I got knocked out and and woke up and Liam was there. And then we became study buddies. Yeah. And just waffles on telling them even in that way. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Uh, meanwhile, <laughs> Shane is signing the NDA. Mm-hmm. And then Duke's dad comes in and he's like, Duke, you got your first 
potential scholarship, or it's not scholarship, sponsorship. And the sponsorship is for Cluck and Go, which is very obvious stand-in for Chick-fil-A. Yeah. <laughs> which, like, I laugh just because of the name, but Chick-fil-A is actually terrible. Yeah, it was pretty funny, though. <laughs> yeah. And Shane is rightfully, like, shocked. Yeah. I forget if he, like, starts to voice his concerns there or if it's later. I think he starts here. He's just like, you can't. Yeah. You can't work for them. And Duke's just like, whatever, they'll pay me. Yeah. So then we go back to Karma's house and Karma and Zen finally have, like, a minute just, like, by themselves. I forget how, like, Zen knows. Sorry, He's just eavesdropping. Right, right, right. Yeah, so, like, Liam basically is like, Karma, why won't you tell your parents? Like, do you really even Mm want to be with me? Like, if you don't tell your parents Mm -hmm. about us, then we can't be together. Mm -hmm. And that's what Zen overhears. Yeah. And Zen says, like, the best thing in the episode, um, which is, our parents are going to be so disappointed that Lesberry Blast is just the flavor of the month. (laughs) Incredible line. Uh-huh. Yeah, and basically he's, like, holding it over Karma's head. He's like, oh, you have to either disappoint mom and dad or lose your boyfriend. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, so there's clearly a, a big, like, sibling dynamic to unpack there. Yeah. I wonder how far apart they are. Like, Yeah, I don't know. If he's, like... I wonder if Zen, like, went to college before the Peace Corps or not, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Um... Okay, so then Reagan is, like, coaching Amy before the interview portion of mm-hmm. the beauty pageant. And she's, like, they have this whole plan where Amy's going to get up there and she's going to be, like, this was all just to show how sexist beauty pageants are and they're just a tool of the patriarchy and... Reagan has going to play the slideshow that they prepared that's, like, <laughs> emaciated models. With rotten teeth. Yeah, and then Reagan's like, and then at the end you'll say, as an out and proud lesbian, I couldn't care less what men think. <laughs> <laughs> and Amy's like, we didn't discuss that. And Reagan's like, I know, but it's genius, right? Yeah, which I kind of, <laughs> um, what I wasn't sure about was, if Reagan is, like, intentionally, like, putting that in there as a little trap for Amy to see if she'll do it, maybe mm. because Amy, like, didn't introduce her as her girlfriend earlier, you know? Yeah, yeah. That might... I, I mean, she she has to know that Amy is closeted. Yeah. So, I can't... I don't understand what her motivation would be other than that, yeah. you know? Yeah. That Then Amy's mom walks over to her, yep. right? And she's like, you know, at first I thought you were just doing this to mock me, but, like, now I see that you're trying, and, like, I'm really proud of you, and I'm rooting for you. Um, Amy is, like, melting at this a little bit, yep. but then Farrah really sees the, seals the deal by being like, and your, you know, your girlfriend seems like a really lovely young woman, and you should have her over for dinner sometime. Yeah. That's that's honestly really big for Farrah, and you can understand why Amy is really touched by it yeah I mean I really liked this episode like Amy kind of I think thought she was getting into this to like as a way to get back at her mom but she's pretty clearly just like transparently trying to get her attention yes um and her approval yes and so as soon as she does get it like 
nefarious plans she had like seem suddenly so much less appealing because it really is just all about getting her mother to love her and be proud of her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <sighs> I was going to say that really neatly like puts her in a bind between showing her support for, for Reagan and sort of getting to enjoy this, this moment with her mother. Yeah. This whole speech was like, kind of a mixed bag for me because in it Farah still like finds the opportunity to lament that Amy isn't more femme like mm-hmm. she's like when I found out I was having a girl I couldn't wait to like put you in all the pretty dresses and stuff uh and you mm-hmm. didn't end up being like that and like I know she's saying it to be like that was hard for me to accept but I'm gonna try to accept mm-hmm. it but like it's still bringing it up you know <laughs> like yeah um, no <laughs> But basically, like, I thought, basically she was saying that, like, she always really wanted to connect with Amy, and she couldn't connect with Amy in the ways that she thought she would be able to, and so she's really happy that Amy's, like, making an effort to connect with her. Just still, like, why do they have to connect over this, which is Farrah's thing, instead of, like, her making an effort for the things that Amy cares about, but it's, you can see why, yeah, why Amy completely melts. Yeah. Farron's uh, like always taking one step forward and two steps back with with parenting yeah it's true but but you know I mean that's kind of that's that's pretty real to how complicated relationships with parents can be yeah and Amy really really loves her mom you know and that's like mm-hmm. it's very obvious to see and Farrah always feels like Amy's being so antagonistic towards her but it's like mm-hmm. clearly a defense mechanism you know yeah Ugh, poor Amy you know. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> um, <laughs> Bruce Bruce is quizzing um, Lauren on like foreign policy, and he keeps coming up with different subjects. Um, like, what's the best way to deal with 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 this with this? And the answer is always drones. Yeah. <laughs> Lauren says the answer is always drones. I'm not a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> And Bruce is like, I know you're not, um, but, like, this is a section where you always, like, slip up. And that is when Lauren sort of brings up, like, is this something that, like, I thought you were really supporting my dreams, but you've been entering me into pageants since I was five, which is also when you found out that I was intersex. Um, Which really sucks. Yeah, so she's like, were you doing this because you've actually always been ashamed of me? And he's like, no, of course mm-hmm. not. And she's just like, okay, whatever. And, like, storms off. Yeah. yeah. I love just Lauren's relationship to all this stuff because, like, clearly it's important to her to be feminine and be read as a woman. But that doesn't mean she can't, like, resent it when it's put on her by other people, especially her dad. Yeah, it's really shitty. And that's probably where a lot of her issues with it came from also. Like, of course she has her own relationship to, like, being intersex, but also the fact that, like, her dad has been putting this on her since she was five, you know? Yeah. (sighs) I love Lauren. (sighs) Same. (laughs) So, um, then we go back to Karma and her parents. (laughs) I love this scene. It was so good. Her parents are, like, gushing about when Karma and Amy were crowned homecoming queens. And Zen is like, oh, well, where's Amy tonight? And Karma basically is like, okay, fuck it. (laughs) I'm just going to get it out there. And she's like, 
actually, I'm straight and Liam's my boyfriend. <laughs> her parents' reaction. <laughs> her mom says, oh, dear Gaia. <laughs> her dad goes, like, is, like, hugging her mom. He goes, honey, why would you be so cruel? <laughs> um, and, you know, they ask her why, and she says, very honestly, like, I felt like being a lesbian was the only thing that was interesting about me to you guys. Yeah. Um. And like, it felt good to have yeah. you be proud of me. Yeah. <laughs> her dad is like, oh no, we've dimmed her inner flame. <laughs> <laughs> and they get up to hug her and like, Zen is like, what? How is she like getting away with this so easily? And they're like, well, it's not Karma's fault. It's ours for making her feel like she couldn't be herself around us. Honestly, true. <laughs> true. I mean, to some extent, true. <laughs> <laughs> well, clearly Karma has her own issues. But, like, yeah. I, like, if both of their kids have this, like, complex over, like, having to be social justice enough for their parents, then, like, there's got to be something that their parents yeah, are not doing yeah. well, you know? Yeah, for sure. I think they're right to not be mad at her. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. But also, she definitely needs to do some self-examination. Oh, for sure, for sure. It definitely is not, Liz, like, a pretty messed up thing to do. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so anyway, then Zen bursts out with, like, I quit the Peace Corps. I'm an assistant manager at Suburban Supplies in Dallas. <laughs> But, of course, they're not mad at him for that either. Yeah, they run over to hug Zen, and then Karma's like, what the fuck? I can't believe you took this away from me, too. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Those two. I, like, remembered that thing about Zen, like, halfway through the episode, and was like, oh. <laughs> I did not remember that at all. It's a good twist. Yeah, but, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, the fact that everyone's always like, oh, Karma's parents are so accepting, but, like, they clearly also have these, like, high expectations for their children that they're not, mm-hmm. like, communicating really indirectly, so they don't even think that they have them, you know? But, like, both their children are picking up on it. Yeah, totally. And realizing that, like, their parents are going to, like, be happier and pay more attention to them if they act in certain ways, and that's no good. Mm-hmm. So that's okay, and Liam is happy about that as well. Yes, he is. Um, so oh. back at the gym. <laughs> this is such a weird scene. No, it's the best Because, scene. like... It's a really good scene, but also, like, I don't know why it's, like, Liam's dad taking all these, like, promo shots for the the, the cluck and go pr- promo. It's like an audition or something, I think. It is weird, Maybe. I have to say. Yeah, but Shane is arguing, um, like, you know, he's taking pictures of himself, like, shirtless eating a chicken sandwich, <laughs> and Shane is like, you can't do this, like... They they give money to organizations that are, like, anti-gay. Like, they're, like, actively, like, fighting against our rights. And Shane is like, well, they're also giving money to me to become an MMA fighter. Yeah. And Shane is like, don't you dare take a bite of that sandwich. No, no. She says, don't eat that homophobic sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and he does and takes a picture, which I thought was very funny because Shane is, like, still in the frame. He's in the shot. <laughs> yeah. His dad, like, takes a picture of him eating the sandwich and Shane storms out and he goes, I hope you don't choke on it. I know you have a tricky gag reflex. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> God. 
But all I wrote down for the scene is just like Shane is right. Like oh yeah, it, it's a very it's a bad thing to do. Yeah, he has a great point when he's like, "There's a difference between staying closeted and like supporting people that are actively fighting for like against our rights." You know? Yeah, exactly. I like that even Duke is, like, trying to get his father's approval in this episode. Exactly. Yeah, you kind of feel like this might have gone differently if Shane and Duke were the only people in the room having this discussion. But Duke is, like, playing it up for his dad and, like, being like, I'm going to happily take a bite of this chicken sandwich. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) In, like, a weird dark gym. Yeah, they have, like, a camera set up on a tripod. It's weird. So back at the pageant, um, it's Amy's turn to, like, answer a question. Mm -hmm. Um, And they ask her, like, you know, some people don't believe in or don't agree with, like, the premise of beauty pageants. What would you say to them? Um, And Reagan, like, cues the PowerPoint, like, projector screen to (laughs) come in from behind her. Mm -hmm. But... Amy just kind of says, like, well, I can kind of see both sides of the issue. Yeah, she's just caught between Reagan and her mom and, like, not sure, knowing they both expect different things about her, trying to, like, please both of them and not sure what to say. Yeah, and then Lauren, who is a hero, <laughs> comes on Local stage hero and is like, Lauren I'll Cooper. answer that question. <laughs> Local hero of my heart <laughs> comes out and is like, I think beauty pageants are terrible and, like, we shouldn't have to, like, conform to these standards just because, you know, that's what other people say we should be. I can't, I I feel like she said other more specific things, but I didn't write them down. She's like, no one actually wears a bathing suit and stilettos. No one actually tapes their Mm. underwear to their butt. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, we shouldn't have to be judged on whether we're, like, beautiful or girly enough. And then Mm -hmm. she yells, I've been judged enough and I'm done. I love her. I love her, too. And then she takes out her fake boobs and throws them into the crowd. Yeah, and they hit the judges in the face. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then right after that scene, kind of like riding on the high of that scene, we see her talking to Theo. Mm-hmm. And she's basically has decided to tell him because she's like, mm-hmm. okay, I- I'm tired of hiding who I am, which is the other theme of this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes people be finally being honest about who they are yeah that's the theme of the whole show oh really <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know I'm, I'm so glad I could point that out for you but I was really proud of Lauren for like talking honestly about like like you know having this conversation talking about what scared her about it and like expressing her feelings like I just I was I loved her yeah <laughs> I also noticed she was wearing, like, a plaid shirt in this scene, which is, like, pretty unfeminine for her. Oh. Which I like, because, like, I think she's she's really thinking about that stuff. Yeah, that's true. Like, on other people, that might not have been, like, meant to be read as a deliberate choice, but on Lauren, it makes a big impact, because she's, like, really tuned in to whether people are seeing her as feminine or not. Mm-hmm. So, oh, what I was going to say about the end of this scene is, like... Lauren starts to tell Theo about her secret, and the way she starts is mm-hmm. to be like, I'm not your average girl. It's like <laughs> such a drama queen way to say it. And I feel like it's like that every time she talks about being intersex, she's always like, I was born a little different. Like <laughs> really charming to me. Like she's about, yeah, it's like she's about to announce she has superpowers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
So then in Amy's room, um, oh God. Amy and Reagan have a discussion where Reagan is like, you know, what was that up there? And like, I'm really hurt that you wouldn't introduce me as your girlfriend to your mom. And you wouldn't come out as a lesbian during your speech. Yeah. Because she used to date a girl who like... <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't take it seriously. It's so, so annoying. I know. Anyway, yeah. Continue. It's pretty annoying. Yeah, she used to date a girl who left her for her ex-boyfriend and said that Reagan was just a phase, which Reagan really hates. And Amy's like, you know, you're not a phase to me. But I was just like, Reagan, have you not, like, heard of homophobia? Like. Yeah. Like, internalized homophobia. Yeah. Like, Amy clearly has some complicated issues with her family going on. It's not about, like, whether she's serious about you. Yeah. Like. Yeah. It's about how she, like, her feeling, like, if not safe, then, like, comfortable in her own household, and... Yeah. She's just starting to explore this stuff, kind of. Yeah. Absolutely. And... It's just, I mean, obviously, it's just so biphobic. This show is so biphobic. Like, Mm. it's so shitty. Like, I did laugh at this, like, dramatic pause where she's like, she dumped me to get back, back with her ex boyfriend (laughs) like scare court it's like okay I fucking get it like what I think is valid and something that I can relate to is wanting to date people who have figured out their sexuality already so you're not Mm -hmm. like part of their journey because that can be a little exhausting you know yeah you're a little challenging like if you're so past that part of your life and you have things figured out then Sometimes you don't want to, like, be with someone who's just starting to figure things out because it's a, it's like a phase, like a life phase that you're already through, you know? And you don't necessarily, like, want to yeah. relive it. But. <laughs> That's really not what's going on with Amy and Reagan, though. Like, yeah, and, like, in that case, it doesn't matter if the person's a lesbian or bi, you know, or whatever they are. Truly. Yeah. Like, clear, like, Amy, it, it's, it, Amy is not. Like, Amy has done nothing to to show that she's not extremely into women. Exactly. Like, like you were mad at her for being in love with her best friend. Exactly. Like, like she's at least bi. Like, you don't need her to be a lesbian. Yeah, and this is just playing off of that shitty thing that they had Shane say, where he's like, dating someone bi is a lesson in insecurity. And it just shows that... shut up. It's, like, it would piss me off less if it was, like, this is what Reagan thinks and she's wrong and she's like being shitty, but it's clearly what the writers think that it's like valid to feel insecure that your partner is bi because they might Mm. leave you for someone of the other gender. And it's like, fuck off. Like anybody might leave anyone for any reason. Exactly. (laughs) It's not because they're bi. (laughs) Amy is like a thousand percent more likely to leave you for karma. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. It's yeah. Like, People are in relationships and also sometimes are attracted to other people and they can make decisions about it. It's not like if you're bi, you're like completely powerless over your own lust for everyone in the world, you know? Like, no, if anybody's like completely powerless in it for about his lust, it's Shane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like dating Shane would be a lesson in insecurity. So real. I mean, dating Reagan, if I was Amy, would be a lesson in insecurity because she's pressuring her so bad about her sexuality. (laughs) This sucks. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, they got through it, which I liked. Like, they they kind of talked it out. It's true. Like, 
they didn't really get into all the nuts and bolts of it, but they like, she was like, you know, you're not a phase to me. Like, it's not about that. Yeah, Amy managed to to be like, can't you tell that I'm really into you without taking a stance either way about her sexuality, which I appreciate because she's not ready to do that yet, you know? Yeah. So then um, in Karma's room, oh my gosh, this scene was so much. Karma and Liam are talking about how, like, they're proud of Karma for coming out just straight to her parents. And Karma's like, you were right. It feels so good not to lie. <laughs> um, <laughs> and Liam is like, oh, shit, because he still hasn't told Karma that he he slept with Amy. Mm-hmm. So he tells her that at first that he slept with someone the night that they broke up. And honestly, I was proud of Karma for responding. Like, she was like, well, that isn't great to hear, but, like, we were broken up, and I kind of get it. Yeah. But then she's like, it's not like it was somebody that I know. And Liam doesn't say anything. And she goes, it's not like it was Amy. And Liam's face just gets worse. And then she gets very justifiably angry. Yeah, she kicks him out of her house. Which, very understandable. Yeah. And then um, we cut to, like, basically Amy and Reagan in the previous scene had been like, okay, we're ready. It's time for us to finally have sex. And, um, mm-hmm. or at least that's how I interpreted it. Yeah, me And too. so then they're, like, making out on the bed, and there's this dramatic pan to the cell phone that's, like, buzzing on the nightstand. That's a text from Liam that says, she knows. <laughs> it's a very serious, like, thing to happen, but the way they reveal it is so funny. It's so, like, Gossip Girl. It's really funny. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so basically this whole episode was about people trying to please their parents and then ended with three conversations between couples where one person revealed a secret. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's yeah. great. Okay. So should we get into segments? Yes. Bad decision of the week. Yeah, this one was, t- like, this is a tough episode because this was, again, one of those episodes where I really understood everybody. Yeah. I was going to say Duke for... Eating the sandwich. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're <laughs> deciding to... That's totally right. Like, promote Chick-fil-A. Yeah. My other thought was just Amy for entering that pageant, because, like, that's kind of a self-destructive move, you know? Yep. That really wasn't going to end. Like, I think it ended about as well as it could have. Yeah. Like, yeah. either she was going to blow up about, you know, to her mom, or she was going to feel, like, weird about being in a beauty pageant, like... It just wasn't a productive choice, but the Chick-fil-A thing is worse. Yes. Yeah, she, it's true. Like, she was just doing her Amy thing where she starts to lash out because she's mad and, like, didn't even really recognize that she was doing it. It definitely was a bad decision. Yeah. Best pop culture reference. I think we have to say at least a little bit, cluck and go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I had when Shane is signing the NDA and he's like, Mm -hmm. I wonder if this is how Katie Holmes felt. (laughs) That was solid. I had that too. That was quite good. I just love Shane. Shane was really good in this episode. Agreed. Cleverest insult. I mean, I had this one, but it like it sucks. It doesn't make me happy. Um, mm-hmm. But it's when Bruce. Wait, is that his name? Yeah. yeah. Uh, when Bruce is like, "Hi, you forgot a man's name." <laughs> I couldn't remember if that was Karma's dad. What's Karma's dad's name? I don't know. Okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> Bruce, which is 
Amy's stepdad to be is um, uh, telling Lauren that she shouldn't wear this dress. And he's like, under the stage lights, you're going to look like an albino child hooker. And I just wrote, excuse me? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. It was a really shitty thing to say. It made me really mad. But it was a pretty clever Yeah, I hate Bruce. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, I had definitely Lesberry Blast was just the flavor of the month. (laughs) That, that one made me happy. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, close second was, I hope you don't choke on it, because I know you have gag reflex problems. <laughs> so funny. I love it. I love it when Shane is a force for good. Yes, same. Mine least likely to be said by a real human person. I had I had two. Uh, my first one was, you just prance my little show pony, <laughs> because, like, that's such a fucked up thing to call your daughter. Yeah. And then also, um, I forget which one of Karma's parents this is, but um, they talk, or it might have been Sen, but they, somebody says to Liam, what journey led you to our family table? <laughs> I think that was Sen. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, why just talk normally? <laughs> He's just trying to impress their parents. Yeah. Um, I had, my talent only got 5 out of 10, no one respects how hard it is to yo-yo. <laughs> It's very but good. also honorable mention to Shane talking about cluck and go and saying they grill their chicken over hellfire. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's so good. Uh, worst person award. I had Reagan. I had Bruce. Yeah, that's so um, fair. <laughs> I think they're yeah they're both they're both bad in very different. ways. I think you're like, probably right. I think Bruce is worse than Reagan in this episode. I just was mad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also mad at Reagan, but like. And I don't know, like, Bruce's Bruce's bad behavior is, like, it's been, like, Lauren's whole life, basically. Right. Um, so I don't know if it counts, like, for... I mean, for this episode, like, he was, like, being weird and harsh about everything. Yeah. <laughs> Drones! <sighs> I was just so happy to get back into watching the show. I know. I missed it. I hope that we mm-hmm. can stay on our usual schedule. Yeah. Uh, so that's it for Zen and the Art of Pageantry. You can follow me on Twitter at Magpilena. You can follow me on Twitter at Kismet Nemesis. You should also go check out um, Across the Luniverse, um, which is a podcast I'm doing with my friend Han about the lore of the K-pop band Luna. Um, and if you're curious about that, you should go listen to the show at tw- on Twitter at LuniversePod. Our show Twitter is at Hot Taking It, and our email is hottakingit at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. And I'm Alex. And whoa. I'm Lainey, and I know. <laughs> <laughs>